So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. So glad you are tuning in today. And uh, I just want to say, I know that you're busy people. I know you have a lot of commitments, probably a lot of things on your plate. And the fact that you took 10, 15 minutes out of your day to listen in and get some value from us means the world to me. I promise I will make this worth your time. All I'm asking in return is that you just give me your undivided attention and listen closely because we're talking about a really important subject today and that is what to do when life gets overwhelming. Now, before I jump into that, I just wanna remind you there are a couple ways you can connect with us. And when I say connect, I don't mean like, you know, let's just hang out and you can see what I ate for breakfast this morning. I mean connect like there's other ways that you can get value from us in addition to this podcast. We post on social media every day. I'm actually investing a lot of money right now to put out really good content on Instagram especially, but we're on TikTok and YouTube and some other platforms as well. So you can follow us or find us uh, on any of those, but Instagram is really the place that I would love to connect with you. Uh, We also have a private Facebook community called Deep Clean Inner Circle. And I do have a copy of my best-selling book available to you free of charge for all of our listeners. It's called The Last Relapse. And if you go to thelastrelapsebook.com, you can get it there. Now, if you're thinking like, Sathya, these are all great, but I just don't have time. Like you said, you told me, Sathya, you told me that I don't have time. So why would you give me all these things to do? And maybe you can only pick one of these things that you want. I would actually recommend that uh, you first get the book if you don't have that yet, The Last Relapse Book. And then secondly, follow me on Instagram. Uh, Those are probably the two best bangs for your buck. Uh, I don't know how to pluralize that one, but um, that's where you're going to get the most value for sure. Uh, The Facebook group is amazing as well. Not that it isn't valuable, but one of the reasons we do a daily podcast is because when you struggle with sexual issues, you need help as frequently as you can possibly get it. And Instagram and the last relapse, these are just things that where you'll get stuff on demand. And then, of course, you have the Facebook group as a community that you can plug into regularly as well. So they all work. But I just wanted to invite you because really um, the podcast can only do so much for you. And if you add some of these other things into your arsenal, you're going to have a much more successful recovery journey. Today's episode comes from... Ah, man, it comes from a bunch of different places. We we get a lot of inspiration for our content from our coaching groups, but then also, you know, I'm just paying attention to the research out there, paying attention to what I'm learning from, you know, other people in my space. And then sometimes I'm just looking at my own life and things God's talking to me about. And this one sort of just hits on all of those different facets. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the economic times, you know, as I'm recording this, we are kind of in the post-COVID era for the most part. I live in Canada, so sometimes it feels like we're lagging behind the rest of the world, but I was just in Europe for five weeks where they are much further ahead. And so it definitely felt there like they're in the post-COVID world. And there's a lot of ramifications from the decisions that were made during the pandemic. And that's true on an individual level. That's true on like kind of an employer, business, corporate kind of level. 
And it's certainly true on a national government kind of level and even international government level. And so you have a lot of financial stress, you have a lot of relationship distress, and you have a lot of just personal stress, maybe trying to, you know, cater to people's expectations, trying to just keep up uh, when times are tough, trying to make ends meet. And so I think a lot of people are feeling the overwhelm. I know I certainly am, and I know that our clients certainly are. And even when I look on social media and I see what people are posting about, the gurus are offering information on how to deal with overwhelm. And the people that are maybe just more influencers or more personal accounts are talking about overwhelm and how they're overwhelmed and how they're handling overwhelm. And so I wanted to just share a little bit today because I'm going to guess that most of you listening probably are either feeling overwhelmed or you felt overwhelmed recently. And let me just start by saying you're not alone. In fact, a majority of us are in that camp and we're all trying to figure out how to do this thing well. But I also want to just share a little bit of my story and some of the overwhelm that I've experienced really in the last probably four or five months. I've, I mean, I've just, I have experienced just things I've never experienced before in the kind of arena of life. And it's been, well, overwhelming, you know. And so anyways, let me just give that that slight angle. And then we'll talk a little bit about some practical ways. So basically, my wife and I lived in Jamaica for the winter, had a, a blast, just a really, really good time, very good quality of life. And really, it was a very simple time for us. I mean, I worked my hours as I do. We would go over to my in-laws for dinner, and then I would either work more in the evening or, you know, or sometimes I would have the evening free. On weekends, we would hop in her parents' van and we'd go somewhere, you know, we'd go up up a mountain, we'd go to a, the ocean, we would go check out, you know, some historic spot or whatever. And it was super, super fun. Just a simple life. We came back and my my wife and I are house hacking. So if you're not familiar with that term, we have a basement unit in our house that we are renting out and that makes our mortgage much more affordable for us because where we live, the housing market's pretty expensive and we just would not be able to to afford a home otherwise. And so um, house hacking has really helped us and we had entrusted our basement tenant to look after some things while we are, were away and we came back and found out that he did not, not only did he not do those things, he actually moved out and started subletting the place to his mom who smokes and has a dog and it was this big mess and she didn't know. He basically lied to her and told her this story that was totally untrue and and so we came back to this mess. And then um, to make matters kind of more complicated, my wife had been set to release an album in June. So I think that was the month of May that we were kind of dealing with all these shenanigans. And then the month of June, she had an album. And so we're getting ready for this album launch. And then meanwhile, Deep Clean basically doubled in size from February to roughly April or May. And so we went from doing, um, you know, enough revenue to pay the bills and have a little bit of profit to uh, basically too much where it was like, I actually can't handle this and I need to build out a team. And so thank God for my team, because otherwise so many people that, you know, came to us to get help would have slipped through the cracks. And by God's grace, like I said, and, and the team, we've been able to, you know, really actually do a pretty good job handling the increased volume. But with that comes more responsibility for me as a leader. And now there are people who are, you know, counting on getting a paycheck and and getting support from us so that they can put food on the table and that they can, you know, live their lives as well. And so it has been uh, just layer after layer after layer. And each 
degree of it has been really rewarding and really exciting, but it's been exhilarating in the sense. And if you look up that word, it means that that is something that is both exciting and also scary. And the scary part for me has just been how much it is and just wondering like, how do, how do I handle this? Can I handle this? And trying to figure out how to make it work. Now, I find great comfort knowing there's people out there who do more than me. And, you know, I uh, I just happen to attract people in my life who are generally high achieving, very hardworking. And um, sometimes that's de- a detriment because, you know, those guys are doing things that aren't actually sta- sustainable for them either. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this. I should be able to do it too. But um, what it's what it's really allowed me to do actually is to take a step back and ask myself what means the most to me. And the way that looked practically was my wife and I traveling in Europe for five weeks. And it wasn't five weeks of vacation. It was five weeks of, you know, doing a, the, the, probably the minimal amount of work that would be required to keep the company afloat. And meanwhile, we were resting, we were getting time together, we were catching up with friends and, you know, we were still doing ministry. I mean, I spoke every weekend that I was there at a church, did a couple events during the week, you know, meeting up with organizations and partnerships and that kind of thing, but gained some time to slow down. And I realized probably two things that are more helpful for dealing with overwhelm than anything else. Now, in other episodes, we've talked about the power of having outlets. We've talked about breath work. We've talked about community. We've talked about, you know, journaling and spiritual disciplines. And so there's lots of practical things. But what I want to do is I want to give you maybe the most fundamental elements that you can really be focused on when you find life overwhelming. One of our, I'll just share one. Well, actually, let me give you some details and then I'll share the story after because it might be more helpful that way. The The first thing, and this is the thing I've noticed the most because I, I've caught myself falling out of this now that I'm back home and getting to my rhythm a little bit. The first thing is you must exit fight or flight. You must exit fight or flight. That's the first thing. So when you find yourself overwhelmed, Overwhelmed is a panicked response. The the body has received a signal that what is taking place in the environment is beyond what it can handle at a normal regulated level. The only way it knows how to cope or manage what is taking place is by triggering a fight or flight response. It is elevating the response of the moment so that you essentially can survive the circumstances that you find yourself in. In fight or flight, we make very good decisions and we also make very bad decisions. If you are, I'm sure I've said this before, but if you're in the forest hiking and you encounter a grizzly bear point blank, that fight or flight response that kicks in and says, I need to either fight this thing head on and pretend I'm bigger than it and try to scare it away or I'm going to run away and run as fast as I can and try to, I don't know, somehow avoid this thing. That fight or flight response is unbelievably helpful in that situation. Like it would be a huge problem if in that moment you're just like, yeah, well, can't wait to see what comes out of this one, you know, and you're just super regulated and chill. Like that would be a major problem. But what happens is, you know, when, when the bills are piling up and maybe the finances are a little bit thin or, you know, you and your, your significant other are fighting days on end, or, you know, when somebody at work has spread a bad report about you and people are treating you differently, when you find yourself in these places where you're overwhelmed, 
that same response kicks up. But the problem is that response is not actually doing you any favors because ultimately you are going to survive these situations. But the fight or flight response tells you that you need to do X, Y, Z, otherwise you will not survive. And so the the goal first and foremost, when we are dealing with overwhelm, assuming that we are not in a legitimate life-threatening situation, our first thing to do is to exit fight or flight. We want to calm our nervous system. And that's where breath work comes in. That's where meditation comes in. That's where changing your environment goes a long way. That's where being confrontational can be really valuable, just confronting the source of the anxiety head on. These things are all incredible in and impactful ways to deal with overwhelm. But however you do it, okay, today I'm not giving you the practicals of this is how you do it. What I'm trying to do is set some some focus and some vision for what you must accomplish. How you accomplish it is going to be up to you, but you must exit fight or flight. That's the first thing. When you do that, you're going to make much better decisions. You're going to be see you're going to be able to see things more comprehensively. You're going to have a broader perspective. And I, I find it just incredibly liberating. You know, when I think to myself, is this still going to be a problem 100 days from now? What about, what about a year from now? Probably not. If it was still a problem, would I still be alive? Would the situation still be sustainable? And typically the answer is yes. So just having that perspective, all those things go a long way, but you cannot do that until you first exit fight or flight. Okay, first thing. The second thing we want to do is we want to try to identify the source of overwhelm. Identify the source of overwhelm. In other words, we don't want to be robots that simply go, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I better go for a walk. Because if you're overwhelmed, and let's say you're overwhelmed because you are in this perpetual disagreement with your significant other, you guys are fighting, the tensions are escalating, and you know it's just becoming a little bit too much to bear. So you feel overwhelmed. You guys just have a fight, and you decide that's it. I'm going for a walk, and you throw in you know some some uh, you throw in your headphones rather, and you put on a podcast. And the podcast, let's say, is about self development. Okay, well let's let's look at the situation. So you change the environment. So that was good, and you're going for a walk, which might be a way that you regulate your nervous system. So you could argue that that's going to actually help you exit fight or flight. But here's the question. Is it helping you deal with the source of the problem? Well, not really, right? Like this is going to give you some space. Listening to the podcast, probably not going to help you, the personal development. Now, again, like I've done this before because it gives me the space. But step two is then to identify the source. Because if all you do is go for your walk and think, okay, well, I, you know, I went for my walk, I calmed my nervous system down, I should be good to go. No, that that's just the first step. The reason you calm your nervous system down is so that you can objectively and coherently get to the source of the issue and resolve it so that it doesn't continue in the future. But if you jump to the second step without regulating your nervous system first, you're actually going to make a bigger mess of the issue. It will be impossible for you to do something that's objective and coherent because it will be tainted by the elevation in your nervous system. So we calm ourselves down. And then the second thing we want to do is we want to tackle the root of the issue. 
my wife and I just got into a, a, I would say, you know, relatively large disagreement recently. Now for us, we, we're fortunate that we actually have like some pretty good practices in place. So, you know, like we, we're never like yelling or screaming at each other, almost never. Um, and if it does happen, usually one of us is able to go, whoa, okay, let's just cool it down a little bit. Talk to me when your voice is a bit more calm or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so anyways, we got into a disagreement and we were both pretty heated about it. And for her, it's very important that she feels heard quickly. Um, in other words, like I, I like the space. She doesn't want to give the space. Uh, but what we found is that actually if she can at least feel heard and understood by me, then she's a little bit, it's a little bit easier for her to provide that space. So anyways, we're just, we're super young in marriage. So we're learning stuff. I'm sure some of you guys further ahead are just chuckling as we, uh, you know, kind of fumble our way through this, but that's worked really worked well for us. So we did that and we, um, we, you know, we had the conversation. I heard her side and, um, we didn't actually agree that we were going to take space right after that. But when she asked me then, okay, well tell me, help me understand your side of it. I was like, you know what? I actually don't feel ready to talk about it. I'd like to process a bit and then we can talk later. Would that be okay? And, you know, she she was understanding and she said, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I had a super busy day. I worked and um, and then I had uh, to get my hair cut and then I had an event and, you know, I had a bunch of stuff. And as I'm driving home, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, shoot, I said I was going to, you know, kind of think about it and get to the root of it. And the more I thought about it... Um, the more I realized that, yes, there were some things that were said that should not have been said, and they might be indicators of some deeper things I need to process. But what actually caused the, the disagreement was literally, it was literally just a tiny, tiny miscommunication. Like I said something, she thought I meant this. She was kind of reading into the meaning of my words, when in reality, I meant something else. Plain and simple. So once we clarified that, and I was able to express this part of it, we both laughed because it was so minuscule and we had made this huge deal of it. But secondly, we were able to resolve it and move on in the span of, you know, less than a day. So all I'm saying for you guys is if you find life overwhelming, I mean, I've used some granular issues, but granted, you might have seven different things that are all stressing you out simultaneously. Let me just remind you, all you want to do is calm down your nervous system, exit fight or flight, and then get to the source of the issue. Now, if you have multiple issues, what you want to do is you want to get to the one that is screaming at you the most. And the reason why you do that, okay, as opposed to, you know, thinking about, well, which one has the greatest long-term effect or whatever. The reason you want to do that is because remember, our first priority is to stay regulated. So if you have something that is screaming at you that you that's really hard to ignore, but you maybe could do it for a little bit. Um, it's probably just going to be hard for you to actually really dial in, focus, and objectively get to the roots of some of the other issues. What you want to do instead is just tackle the one that's screaming at you the loudest, get it out of the way so that you don't run the risk of going back into fight or flight. So that's everything for today, guys. Uh, we jumped around a little bit here, but when you find life is overwhelming, plain and simple, calm your nervous system down and then get to the source of the issue. If you do those two things, you're pretty much guaranteed to improve the situation and to install preventative measures to reduce the situation from happening again in the future. Much love to you guys. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. 
I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.